Hello there. Welcome to Blue Milk Latte Star Wars Podcast. I'm your host, Kent Blue Milk Latte Solace, and with me, as always, aboard the Blue Milk Latte Star Cruiser is our trusty co-pilot, Chris Christophsis Mead. Hey, guys. What's up? And we also have Kyle. What did, name did we give you? Like, uh, you know, you've been... You've been on the show a few times. What uh, what name did we go with? Do you remember, Chris? No, uh, I do not. Kyle something. Uh, Kyle Katarn. Is that a that that's, was that that's a Star Wars character? Uh, we could just yeah. Well, okay. Uh, well, we'll come up with something during the show. No worries. All right, yeah. So we got an episode for you guys. I promise. Um, we're this week we're gonna be doing our ranked of Star Wars crawls we're gonna be going over our top we're gonna be going over all nine actually uh very briefly just talk about each one but at the end of the episode we will be listing our top five that we personally just either really gelled with or really appreciated or what have you we're just gonna be ranking them top five um it's gonna be a pretty darn fun episode because i think this one's in the bin in the back of my mind for quite some time and we're finally gonna finally going to do one so here we go um but before we get into the star wars crawls let's go over star wars adventures from this last week chris why don't you kick us off Oof. uh i don't know if i had any star wars adventures this week really you have to have star wars adventures actually i can think of one that you didn't necessarily have but you got to enjoy something i texted you oh right yeah i guess that counts okay uh, yeah, so uh, Kent got, so got uh, commissioned some new uh, promotional art for the podcast. Which is not debuted yet, but nope. you, but for the audio listeners of this podcast, <laughs> you're getting first knowledge of this. Yep. It's gonna, it's pretty awesome. Yeah, it is pretty cool. It's uh, both of our real slash fictional versions of ourselves, uh, of what we look like as Jedi, and we look pretty B.A., I don't yeah. say, do say so myself. And we're on Tatooine, and uh, Chris has got his signature green lightsaber and a mic in one hand, and I've got a blue milk latte and a blue lightsaber in my hand, and it's pretty awesome. Yeah, no, it's definitely cool. Yeah. Uh, Kyle, want to jump in here? Did you have any Star Wars adventures this week? Unfortunately, no. Oh, oh my Kyle. I'm sorry. Oh, my I'm, I'm sorry. I, I, I apologize uh, profusely. Well, the, uh, this week... I need you to get a Star Wars adventure, okay? Aye, aye, Captain. Okay, thank you. And not SpongeBob. Star Wars. Okay. Thank you. Okay. <laughs> uh, okay, and then as for me, um, did I have one? I'm kidding. <laughs> I'm just harping on you guys. I'm just kidding. Of course I had one. Uh, you know, I watched some uh, Star Wars uh, Young... Good God, what's it called? Young, Ta- Toddler Adventures. Yeah. Is what I call it. Yeah. My daughter is about to be two in a couple days here, and she actually really likes it. She gets, uh, every once in a while, she'll just get transfixed on a show, like Shrek. She loves Shrek. Okay. But yeah, she was getting pretty transfixed on Star Wars Young, Young Jedi. Young okay. Jedi? Yeah, I think it's, yes. It's called Young Jedi Adventures. I Young believe. Jedi Adventures. There we go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's pretty cool. And Chris and I still need to do... Yeah, uh, a very serious take on the series, which you can actually do because I know it's like f- like silly and what have you as it is. It's got some pretty cool stuff in there, like High Republic era stuff. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And every couple episodes, they like do something I'm like, "Whoa!" I don't right? think I've ever noticed a Jedi like needing or wanting to do that, but these kids are doing it. And that's like pretty change cool. diapers. Did something like that? I've not, I actually haven't seen them do diapers yet, but maybe they did. Uh, just for prosperity's sake, they did also on. As of yesterday, February 14th, launch another part of Young Jedi Adventures. They debuted new episodes. Okay. Yeah, So yeah, that's yeah. pretty cool. They, they keep put, pumping them out like pretty consistently, so they're they're really uh, investing in it. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
Yeah, so I guess that would be one of my Star Wars adventures among just doing the daily blue milk latte grind and stuff like that. Um, I posted a, a, a sort of meme thing, but you guys are taking it a little kind of serious. It's the t- it run earlier today. It's uh, got the three Star Wars logos of the sequels. It goes yellow, red, and then blue. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah and, it go- and then it goes, yeah, uh, Disney... In the first one, obviously, Disney kills Han Solo, and then Disney kills Luke Skywalker, and then Disney kills Leia. And some people are, like, really jumping on the Disney hater train. We're not Disney-era haters at all, by any stretch, but some of you guys are taking it pretty seriously. In fact, I think if we remember right, uh, (laughs) Force Awakens ranked really high when we did our, like, episode rankings that one time. Yeah, it did. It did. I think when we we ranked the... uh, was it the the movies by like first second or first middle last? Yeah, and like Force Awakens, I think came out. Force on... Awakens was a big anchor to make yeah. to make the entry series in all of them like number one, right? By, by a, a good portion. Well, I don't think Force Awakens really it uh, anchored it. it. No, I know, but I don't think that one. That's not the uh, the engine of the hater train. I think it's more like the middle cars. Yeah, that, like, people forget they're actually decent. I think it's more the. The, it's the second, it's the eight and nine really are, are the uh, impetus of the hater train. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, yeah. So, uh, kind of a good segue. We're going to use that to jump into our Star Wars opening crawls. So, opening crawls are not necessarily unique to Star Wars. George Lucas kind of borrowed them and or took them from uh, Flash Gordon series, the serials from the 1930s. They That's probably the first time in, like, TV slash film history that they something like that was used at least in that specific type of way where like I mean before we had paragraph intros to like westerns and stuff like that just to set the scene um, but this was the first time you saw it in a scroll and it was epic and there was like cool music behind it and stuff like that so George definitely borrowed that from the Flash Gordon series yeah um, and uh, it's kind of interesting that like I mean, I did know this as a as a as a appreciator of film, but they weren't really digitized up until the Phantom Menace. They were like practically done, yeah, by using like uh, like a screen that they would record with a camera. But then, even more interesting is they wouldn't move the screen; they would move the camera in such a way they had to program the camera to move to make it look like a scroll, which is pretty interesting. Wow, yeah, that's a lot of it's a lot of work just to pull that off. You would think because you would just move the words instead of move the camera. Right. But for some reason, I, I don't know the specifics or the technicalities of it, they had to program the camera in order to do that. They were big fans of programming cameras to do certain things. Like with obviously like the 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 trench run and yeah, yeah. Um, A New Hope and stuff like that, they were just already kind of programming cameras to move in really unique ways anyway. So, yeah. Anyway. Um, so, we're going to... Go over each one. Um, I will read them. I should have asked you this pre-show, Chris. Um, do you want me to read them all, or do you want to switch back and forth here? Uh, let's go back and forth. Okay, cool. Um, so I'll kick us off here with uh, the very first uh, opening crawl we ever got from uh, episode four, A New Hope, uh, uh, otherwise known as Star Wars. Um, it is a period of civil war. Rebel spaceships striking from a hidden base have won their first victory against the evil Galactic Empire. During the battle, Rebel spies managed to steal secret plans to the Empire's ultimate weapon, the Death Star, an armored space station with enough power to destroy an entire planet. Pursued by the Empire's sinister agents, 
Princess Leia races home aboard her starship, custodian of the stolen plans that can save her people and restore freedom to the galaxy. Boom. And we're on our adventure. Yeah. Yeah. It's, uh, this one, uh, without going into which number, is going to rank pretty high on my top five, believe it or not. And not only because it was kind of the first one that we ever got, um, but also, like, this is the only opening crawl up to this point in the year 2024 that's inspired a whole other movie, a.k.a. Rogue One. Like, they took just yeah, cha- they yeah. took chunks and bits from this and just made an entire movie out of that. And so far, I mean, we haven't really gotten this, but I, I can't think of too many other chunks of crawls you could take and make a whole movie based off of that. There is some stuff, don't get me wrong, but uh, this is the, you know, the only crawl to do that thus far. Well, I mean, this is also the first one that, because the first one, we don't know anything about this universe, whereas most of the other crawls are kind of just getting us up to date, or up to speed on things we already kind of knew about. Yeah. Or filling in a gap of only like a couple years. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or in the case of The Last Jedi's, that's uh, filling in. Like, that was a tough opening crawl because in The Last Jedi, they're literally catching you up on like maybe a day at max worth of like stuff that's calmed down, you know? Um, yeah. yeah. You're going to jump in there, Kyle? Yeah, I was going to say, that one is really tough because it's just a short, it's such a short amount of time between mm-hmm. the last movie and this crawl. It's like, what is there to fill you in on? Because you just watched that last movie. From, you mean right. from Rogue One? Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Well, back in 1977, they hadn't seen it yet. Well, but yeah. now they have. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, yeah, no, I get you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um... Let's see here. Um, any other thoughts, guys? Um, on not on this, this one. one. Not on this one. Okay, cool. Uh, do you have a... Uh, here. Yeah, no, I got it. Oh, you got it. Okay, cool. Yeah, yeah. Go ahead. Uh, kick us off. All right. Uh, make sure I got the right one here. Okay. All right. Okay. Uh, it is a... Let's see. It is a dark time for the Rebellion. Although the Death Star has been destroyed, Imperial troops have driven the Rebel forces from their hidden base and pursued them across the galaxy. Evading the dreaded Imperial Starfleet, a group of freedom fighters led by Luke Skywalker has established a new secret base on the remote ice world of Hoth. The evil Lord Vader, Darth Vader, obsessed with finding young Skywalker, has dispatched thousands of remote probes into the far reaches of space. Nice. Nice. And a really good one. Yeah, really good one. Um, it kind of makes me want to know, like he the, he says it says at the end there, dispatch thousands of remote probe droids. We never really. I kind of want to see like a loser probe droid that like I don't know ended up like I don't know in the ocean of Gunga and is like do 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 do. What am I looking for? I feel like this should be a uh, from a certain point of view short story. Yeah, yeah, yeah. About just a probe droid just trying its best and it's not finding anything. Yeah, that would make like a really good um, like Robot. a Disney Plus uh, short, like a Disney Plus show. Yeah, <laughs> just, just that one, like all, yeah, 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 just fifteen episodes of all these different probe droids. I don't think fifteen, but like six or seven. That would be a pretty good show, <laughs> in my opinion. I would watch that, like a micro series. Yeah, that I would, would be. I'd watch that. I would watch the heck out of that. Yeah, yeah, that'd be really funny. Disney, get on it, please. Yeah, or uh, why don't we just do an episode where we? Uh, Ooh, we just pitch. Uh, this probe droid ended up on, I don't know, somewhere. I got ideas. I just don't want to spoil them yeah. in case we actually do it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, cool. Um, but yeah, it's a dark time for the rebellion, although the Death Star has been destroyed and people troops have driven the rebel forces from their hidden base. So, really good. Um, it makes me wonder, like, I mean, 
do you think the person who wrote the screenplay for each different movie wrote these crawls? I couldn't find that and really gather that information except for one movie, um, which we will get into later on. But I'm assuming just the screenwriter that was billed as the writer gets the credit. I would assume so. But then again, I feel like you figure on the prequels, George Lucas definitely, because he was the writer. Eh, Well, there was co-writers on some of them, but I feel like those are probably all 100% him. Yeah. I don't yeah. Know. All right. Moving on here. Um, next up, we have episode six, Return of the Jedi. Kyle's got it. All right. All right. Episode six. Luke Skywalker has returned to his home planet of Tatooine in an attempt to rescue his friend Han Solo from the clutches of the vile gangster, Jabba the Hutt. Little does Luke know that the Galactic Empire has secretly begun construction on a new armored space station even more powerful than the first dreaded Death Star. When completed... This ultimate weapon, this ultimate weapon, will spell certain doom for the small band of rebels struggling to restore freedom to the galaxy. Bam. Yeah. Also pretty good. We get, uh, you know, y- this y- one's really epic. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's pretty. Uh, I don't know. I feel it's pretty pretty bombastic. Yeah, and I, you know, I if this was a trivia thing, I probably would have failed because I kind of forgot that Drop of the Hut gets a name drop right? in an opening crawl. In, in all caps, I believe. Yeah, 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 and uh, yeah, it's just pretty, uh, pretty interesting. Um, little does Luke know that the Galactic Empire has secretly begun its construction on a new armored space station, even more powerful than the first. So, one thing that's interesting about that is we're assuming the first Death Star took a good twenty-nine-ish right years. Do yeah. so you think they already had the schematics and they kind of just knew what they were doing? Uh, like, I kind of feel like they built the second one while the first one was being built. Yeah? yeah? You think that's the case? And get to get into the whole Kevin Smith thing of it all, do you think there was just that many more contractors working on Death Star 2? Uh, I mean, once you built the first one, you kind of make, the second one should have gone get a lot easier. Yeah, yeah. it's kind of like once you built like one doghouse, you're like, oh, I could rip build a right. second one like way faster now yeah, that yeah. I know what it goes into it. Right. <laughs> yeah, okay, cool. Uh, very nice. Um. Okay. We're going to episode one. We're gonna go episode. We're gonna go prequels. Yeah. Um. Episode one: The Phantom Menace. Turmoil has engulfed the Galactic Republic. The taxation of trade routes to outlying star systems is in dispute. Hoping to resolve the matter with a blockade of deadly battleships, the greedy Trade Federation has stopped all shipping to the small planet of Naboo. While the Congress of the Republic endlessly debates this alarming chain of events, the Supreme Chancellor has secretly dispatched two Jedi Knights, the Guardians of Peace and Justice in the Galaxy, to settle the conflict. Nice. So this one I like because, I I mean, a few of them, I should have kind of been keeping a tally. That one drops you, I think, right into the movie. Like, there's yeah. a few that kind of just lay things out about, like, the state of where either the characters are or where the galaxy is, kind of. But this one kind of drops you, like, straight into the movie. Something else interesting I'm noticing is that this is the only crawl that doesn't have any named characters in it so far. True. Yeah. Because, yeah. There's, I th- ma- the, yeah there's, there's not a single named character in this in the whole entire crawl. Yeah, that's true. Uh, just... They they mention people, but they don't say their names. Like right. Supreme Chancellor Valorum, they could have said Valorum, but then right. people were probably like, "Why do we care about right. random <laughs> dude named Valorum?" But I mean, to be fair, when you watch the first movie, why who why did you care about Princess Leia? True. 
I mean, True. at that point, yeah, in 1977, first yeah. time seeing this movie, why would you care about you know who Princess Leia was necessarily? Yeah, yeah, yeah. and I think like based on an opening crawl, you can't really fault George Lucas for like spending a little bit of time like dealing with the Senate and the tax taxation right. stuff. I mean, it's literally in the opening crawl of him saying like, "Hey, yeah. this is probably what this movie is going to be about," so buckle up. Yeah. Kind of thing. Uh, it's well, it's interesting because it would have been really easy that he could have been like the Chancellor has secretly dispatched two Jedi Knights, Qui Gon Jinn and Obi Wan Kenobi. Yeah, that, but like he doesn't even doesn't bother name dropping. which yeah. is kind of a, a, an interesting choice. I like the that speaking of that specific part, the two Jedi Knights, the Guardians of Peace and Justice in the galaxy. I like that he sets them up to be like these kind of mythic, like you know, right evil wrongdoer sort of guys. You know. Yeah, um, I like I like that a lot. Yeah, and to piggyback off of uh, what my dad was saying, it it was kind of an interesting choice, but I can, I think I can kind of see why I did it to kind of you know like oh who are these like mythical you know like peacekeepers in the galaxy, mm-hmm. and then it turns out it's Obi Wan and Qui Gon. So it's like nice. oh, so in the later movie they're like oh that was those two. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. that's what I think at least. Nice. Well, and also you got to remember when episode one was coming out, like Lucas was being real cagey about what the movie was actually about and what was going really going on. Because that was like back in the day when all the trailers were just like, just a series of shots. Yeah. <laughs> essentially. Yeah, yeah, yeah. With no kind of scenes or like dialogue even necessarily for, especially for the first teaser, the first trailer, like it was just shots. Which I kind of miss. In I this, do too. In this day and age of social media and the internet just at large, We've already dissected. The, maybe that's why so many people are dissatisfied sometimes with some of these movies, just because I feel like there's so much uh, discussion and yeah. breaking down of things. Like, and not only that, but studios are keen to whether or not they think the movie is going to track well. So if they don't think it's going to track well, I'm I'm looking at you, Terminator Genesis. They'll just spoil the entire movie for you right in the trailer, right? Just to get butts in the seats. They don't right. really care about keeping anything sacred or like a secret anymore yeah no there's a few movies like that like one of my one of the ones i always like to point to is uh that movie the michael bay movie the island yeah where like they completely spoiled the twist like in the trailers and i was like why would you do that because that twist was amazing yeah shout out to ewan mcgregor yeah (laughs) yeah he does fantastic in that movie he does yeah i think i mean uh besides even uh besides obi-wan kenobi stuff in star wars and like, uh, shoot, what's the, his first breakout role? Train spotting. Yeah, train spot. And besides train spotting, I think that's the, the island is the first time I was like, oh man, this guy can act his ass off. Yeah. Like, I mean, don't get me wrong, it's still a silly Michael Bay movie, but right. he acts way better. He delivers a way better performance than I think that movie necessarily needed. Well, he, but he does two performances. I know that's what I mean. That's yeah. what I'm saying. That he did, and he pulled off both superb. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, uh, Chris, take us to uh, episode two, Attack of the Clones. Uh, let's see. All right. Uh, right here. Okay. <clears throat> there is unrest in the Galactic Senate. Several thousand solar systems have declared their intentions to leave the Republic. <laughs> this separatist movement under the leadership of the mysterious Count Dooku has made it difficult for the limited number of Jedi Knights to maintain peace and order in the galaxy. Senator Amidala, the former Queen of Naboo, is returning to the Galactic Senate to vote on the critical issue of creating an army of the Republic to as- to assist the overwhelmed Jedi. Yeah. Talk about getting us caught up. 
Because yeah. I think this is the longest time span in between movies, as far as like yes. when, as far as yeah, like when like a trilogy is in progress. Right. A, yeah, within within a trilogy. Yeah. So and you know, there's a kind of a lot of there's some stuff that's revealed there. Like Senator Amidala obviously is now a senator, no, no longer a queen. That's one big revelation, right? Right. And then one thing that I think I don't ever really I've never really explored in uh, extended universe stuff is in episode one. The Jedi never once really seemed outnumbered at all. No. But now, out of nowhere, kind of, we're seeing like they're either their <laughs> their membership dwindling, or or maybe they're just stretched way too thin. I don't know. Well, I think the uh, implication is that at this point, when we get when we get to episode two, there is a concerted effort to like really challenge the the supremacy of the Galactic Senate or of the Republic. Yeah. So that you have like a, you actually have an army. That is, you know, trying to move against the Republic, and so the only soldiers the Republic really has are Jedi's. Yeah. <laughs> so true. Under, I mean, so I mean, and, and there's battle droids again. So you're like you're having like a hundred one Jedi against a hundred battle droids is is overwhelming. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. So pretty good one, and we do get what, what I think maybe this is the most name drops that we have. We have uh, Count we have du- Dooku, Amidala, we have Amidala, and then just that's it. No, actually, that's it, yeah, so. Maybe this one's tied for the most name drops. Uh, I think no. I think the seven, eight, nine have a bunch of name drops. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. No. Yeah. <coughs> it's no, no, no. Yeah. Wait till we get nine. Nine's got a ton of name yeah, drops. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Okay. <laughs> All right. Kyle. Oh yeah. Uh, we kind of dropped out in the middle of the show, but you guys wouldn't notice because I am a very good editor. Not really. Um. But uh, in the middle of all that, we it was revealed. Uh, Kyle is Kyle Camino. So there you go. So Kyle Camino, uh, take us to episode three, Revenge of the Sith. Episode three, Revenge of the Sith. War! The Republic is crumbling under the attacks of the ruthless Sith Lord, Count Dooku. There are heroes on both sides. Evil is everywhere. In a stunning move, the fiendish droid leader, General Grievous, has swept into the Republic capital and kidnapped Chancellor Palpatine, leader of the Galactic Senate. As a separatist droid army attempts to flee the besieged capital with their valuable hostage, two Jedi Knights lead a desperate mission to rescue the captive Chancellor. Boom. And it drops War. you right into that movie. And I lo- I appreciate very much so how you you gave that exclamation point. It's yeah. due diligence. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was great. Thank you. Um, and this is a banger of a crawl. And if I am not mistaken, I'm pretty sure that episode three is the only crawl with an exclamation point in it. No, no, there's one other one that I can think of. <laughs> okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. I think we're, yeah, yeah. But yeah, no, that is, uh, that's uh, going to be pretty high, I think, in my... Yeah, that's a, yeah. That's a, that's a good one. Yeah. Um, so we, Count Dooku is mentioned. We get General Grievous in there, Chancellor Palpatine. We got three names in there so far. So weirdly, again, uh, he says Jedi Knights, but doesn't actually name them. Yeah. Even though we both, we pretty much should have assumed, oh yeah, no, it'd be Anakin Obi-Wan. Like, why wouldn't it be? Yeah. But again, like it's kind of weird. Like whenever he talks about Jedi Knights in these uh, prequel ones, he just says Jedi Knights. He doesn't actually name them. Yeah. He's like, you know who's coming. You know who's going to be there. Maybe. I don't know. Um, but yeah, this is a pretty darn good one. Um, and also a, something I want to see explored either like in a book or a novel that's probably done already, but I just haven't caught on is I just want to see Grievous kidnapping palpatine like is it super set up where palpatine's like okay here i am take me because i'm behind this anyway or is it like 
super duper staged where Palpatine is like, he has like, he makes sure he has like bodyguards all around him, but Grievous just goes in there, just mows him down and takes him. Isn't it? Shoot. I feel like there's a Clone Wars episode that he does this like I think at least two times during the Clone oh, Wars. Other okay. times where he's like, "Oh no, I'm kidnapped! Help me!" <laughs> no, I, 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 shoot, I'm, I'm drawing a blank though. I don't remember whether it is something I read, like a do they did do it in a book, or whether or a comic, or whether. About this specific instance yeah. of Grievous yeah, getting, yeah, 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 yeah. I'm sure. Like I said, I'm sure it does exist. I couldn't tell they, you. They, like they don't. Maybe they don't show it, but I think they they might talk about it. In, they allude. In Wars. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. Um, but I yeah, watch that, that last season. There might be. It would be in there. Yeah. If and, it was. Any thoughts on this one? Uh, before we. Uh, this was good. Uh, it's it's pretty strong. It's it gets a lot of action in there. Uh, again, it's another crawl. It's another one where it's like the time span between episode two and three is not super long so like a couple of years but you know yeah i mean just event wise there's a lot of stuff that goes down between episodes two and three things right. thanks to the clone wars well and, uh, the, and this is interesting because this is one of the ones uh for the of the prequel ones this is the least like info dumpy of them all like it doesn't really set any kind of galactic stage it just kind of like dumps you into the small story of what episode three is about yeah 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 um, very nice. All right. I will move us into episode seven, The Force Awakens. Um, Luke Skywalker has vanished. In his absence, the sinister First Order has risen from the ashes of the Empire and will not rest until Skywalker, the last Jedi, has been destroyed. With the support of the Republic, General Leia Organa leads a brave resistance. She is desperate to, f- desperate to find her brother Luke and gain his help in restoring peace and justice to the galaxy. Leia has sent her most daring pilot on a secret mission to Jakku, where an old ally has discovered a clue to Luke's whereabouts. And it drops you right into the movie. Right. That's a few so far that drop you right into the movie. This is definitely one of them. Um, and we get like one, two, three name drops? Uh, one. Two characters. Yeah. But like in, in a planet, Jakku. Yeah. This is probably the first time, too, where we've, like, they make, two references to the events of like what the characters are doing too because like there's the middle paragraph where it says with the support of the republic general leia organa leads a brave resistance blah 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 and then also leia has sent her most daring pilot on a secret mission well that's what we're uh i have some observations that we're kind of talking about with this pre-show that we'll get into once we get through them all i think then then my point would be more clear but uh yeah i think i think there's there's a weird intention going on okay yeah um very good Kyle Camino, any thoughts on episode seven? Episode seven is probably, in my opinion, the best of the Disney the Disney three. Sure. So, um about the crawl anyway. Yeah. yeah. But I was getting that. But yeah. um I think this crawl, like you said, drops you right into the movie. Mm-hmm. Uh it does a good job of introducing the plot and you know, I like the wording. Yeah. It's very strong. That's that's about all I have to say. (laughs) Very good. That's all I have to say about that. All right, Chris, take us to The Last Jedi. All right. The First Order reigns. Having decimated the peaceful Republic, Supreme Leader Snoke now deploys his merciless legions to seize military control of the galaxy. Only General Leia Organa's band of resistance fighters stand against the rising tyranny. Certain that Jedi Master Luke Skywalker will return and restore a spark of hope to the fight, but the resistance has been exposed. 
As the First Order speeds towards the Rebel base, the brave heroes mount a desperate escape. It's a really long one. Yeah, oh yeah. So fun factoid, this is the longest one of all the opening crawls, yeah. word, word count-wise. I was feeling it. I was reading it. I was like, man, this keeps, <laughs> this keeps going. Yeah, yeah. Ryan Johnson is forever the uh, writer, if you will. Yeah. Um, yeah, so this one is interesting in that I think it kind of diz or does slash whoa, I'm just mumbling right now. Sorry. It did what Empire Strikes Back kind of was kind of trying to do about like, you know, the heroes being on the run. Right. The bad guys are right, showing right. up, except this time it drops you right into the action instead of being like, oh, there's probe droids that are looking around, right. blah, blah, blah. It's like, no, like they're there already. Stuff's going down. Yeah. So, which I guess you kind of have to do when your movie picks up like t- literally 24 hours after right. the previous movie. Right, right. So, yeah, but it's pretty. it's a pretty good one, I think. Yeah, no, it's, it's good. Yeah. Okay. Very good. Uh, Kyle Camino, any thoughts? No. <laughs> Very good. And uh, yeah, we got the longest crawl there and the shortest response from Kyle. Very good. Uh, Kyle, bring us home, man. Uh, let's do episode nine, The Rise of Skywalker. Episode nine, The Rise of Skywalker. The dead speak. Ooh. The galaxy has heard a mysterious broadcast, a threat of revenge in the sinister voice of the late Emperor Palpatine. General Leia Organa dispatches secret agents to gather intelligence while Rey, the last hope of the Jedi, trains for battle against the diabolical First Order. Meanwhile, Supreme Leader Kylo Ren rages in search of the Phantom Emperor, determined to destroy any threat to his power. Nice. I uh, really, really like this one. I was going to say the same thing. Like this, uh, As much as I have strong opinions about the movie itself... This crawl is really good. The crawl, yeah, yeah, yeah. So when we're ranking this, by the way, just for how we rank the crawls is no indication, indignation of whether or not our movie preference. Right. We're strictly going crawls. Yeah, yeah, um, Well, I mean, don't get me wrong. Well, it'll play into it just a little bit on how that the crawl interacts with the movie. But by and large, we're just going by the crawl itself. And this one, are, are you kidding me? It just starts off with the dead speak. Right. Which is freaking epic in a Star Wars movie. I think like that's just a heck of a way if you're going to use any three words to like kick off a Star Wars movie and you start with the dead speak, that's going right. to be pretty awesome. Yeah. 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 Um, and then, yeah, just that whole opening thing. The galaxy has heard a mysterious broadcast, a threat of revenge on the sinister voice of the late Emperor Palpatine. That's just super good. Yeah. I think. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So I think maybe the, uh, this one and the, uh, Revenge of the Sith. I don't know something about those finale episodes. They just bring bring it home yeah. crawl crawl wise. Yeah, yeah, yeah. As far as like what's going down. Well, and this one's just real. It's just real action packed. There's a lot of stuff going on here. Like uh, 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 race training, and I love the line where Supreme Leader uh, Kylo Ren rages and serves yeah, the Phantom yeah, Emperor. Yeah, yeah. That's, oh, that's, that's, that's that's such a good sentence. Yeah. Yeah, and like they really make this movie just seem super des- desperate because they're like, "Well, Rey, the last hope of the Jedi." Like she's like, "Legit, guys. There's no more like left. There's no yeah, like this is it. This isn't like uh, oh, Luke Skywalker like is kind of gonna become a Jedi in the original series, but we might have all these other random like Jedi kind of scattered around. Like it's like no, like all those people are either like died off or like you know died fighting for the cause. Right. Like Rey's like it, guys. If she goes like. The light side is kind of burned out. Right. Anyway. Yeah, very good. Um, let's see here. 
Any other thoughts on that one before we get into the actual ranking itself? Uh, no, I think we kind of covered it all. Oh, uh, but I was going to go over my uh, my kind of broad strokes of all the crawls, the observation I made today. Go for it. Uh, I was kind of talking about pre-show, but it's interesting when I was looking, when I was kind of looking at them again today, like all together, because usually you only watch them one at a time. Yeah. But it seems as if each trilogy, the scope of the crawl is different and it kind of is a narrowing thing which is really interesting to mm-hmm. me so if you look at the first three it's very broad about galactic politics and events that are affecting the entire like galaxy yeah and then, when you say the first three you're referring to the original episode one two three. Oh, okay okay yeah, okay. yeah, yeah, yeah. okay yeah, episode one, two, three are like these really broad sweeping crawls sure. about like galactic politics and the the republic as a whole yeah and then when you get into the middle three it's a little smaller scope where it's just like just the rebels and then a couple of re- key rebel leaders Mm-hmm. As far as like what, as far as what the kind of crawl covers, when you get into the the sequel trilogy seven eight nine, it's so specific. It's very specific. It's, it's like uh, more about the actions of specific characters. Yeah, it's like this is what Leia's doing. This is what Ray's doing. This is what Luke's doing. This is what you know. Yeah, what uh, Snoke is doing. This is what Kylo's doing. And it's just the it's a, like a listing of, of specific things that characters are doing mm-hmm. so it's like a it's a very narrow scope as far as like what the crawl is actually covering it's sort of an interesting observation yeah very nice um yeah so real quick before we get into the rankings just a couple um things here so the text in the opening crawl that was created was created using a combination of physical and digital media techniques um the text was first written on on a paper scroll which was then filmed with a camera that moved the scroll to create the scrolling effect. Later, this footage was obviously digitized with other elements to create the final crawl. So I was right and wrong. So it was a camera, but they rigged it so that the camera was moving like the thing like a scroll. It's pretty weird, pretty crazy. Um, let's see here. Da, 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 da. The Last Jedi is the longest crawl in the Star Wars galaxy with over 400 words. And then, um, yeah, okay, cool. I think that's pretty much the honorable mention stuff. There kind of was a crawl, uh, just honorable mentions. We're not counting it just because just a, a, a word preamble before the movie starts doesn't count necessarily as the opening crawl because, like, Solo kind of has one. Right. And also the Ahsoka series also kind of, sort of, yeah, has one. It was like a, a PowerPoint presentation. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because everybody crawls like slides. Yeah, true. So, <laughs> have you, did you guys see the Star Wars slides? Right. <laughs> Very nice. All right, guys. Let's get into uh, let's get into it. So we're gonna start at number five and then work our way up to All number right. one. Um, we will. I will. I'll kind of like how we just did the crawls. We'll go in this order. So I'll I'll kick us off here, and then we'll kind of just go. Uh, we'll go Kent Blue Milk Latte, Chris Christophsis, and then Kyle Camino, and then uh, yeah. So my number five is going to be uh, the Phantom Menace. Okay. Okay. So um, the Phantom Menace is. I'm not just saying this because the 25 year re-release is coming up. It's one of my favorite Star Wars movies just because it hit very specifically when I was of age to like just be engulfed in Star Wars. So I remember seeing that. It was I think the first. No, it wasn't the first crawl I saw in theaters. It's the first crawl I saw of a new Star Wars experience. There we go, in theaters. Um, and as much as it does talk about the taxation stuff and the blockades and all that, I just, I just 
tear up kind of like at the Jedi Knights, the Guardians of Peace and Justice in the galaxy to settle the conflict. Um, it kind of, you know, just introduces them as just the mythic figures that you kind of always thought they were, at least in the original trilogy. But now we get to see like explored uh, wholeheartedly in, in this movie and, and upcoming movies after The Phantom Menace. So, uh, yeah, that's my number five. Uh, Chris, go all ahead. right. Uh, my number five. I'm gonna go with uh, Return of the Jedi. Okay. Uh, kind of the same for the same a lot of the same reasons you said for Phantom Menace. Uh, this is as everyone knows who listens to podcasts long enough. Long <laughs> enough this yeah. movie has a very uh, warm spot in my heart. Yeah. Uh, so uh, that's mostly why it's there. Uh, it does have some cool stuff in here. Um, I like the the phrasing, the vile gangster job of the hut. Uh, I think it's a really good uh, is a cool phrase in there. Um, it did. It did kind of introduce us to some characters we hadn't seen before. So I think uh, in in foreshadowed the second Death Star. So I think uh, yeah, no, that's number yeah, tragedy number six. Very good. Five. Very good. Cool. My number, my number five Star Wars scroll is Episode Two: Attack of the Clones. Hmm. I chose Episode Two for my number five because it's a very good scroll, but it doesn't have like a lot of fun wording. Mm-hmm. In my opinion, it like. It provides a good amount of backstory and like background to the movie. Mm-hmm. It's just not. It's like I said earlier. It's just, it's just not a lot of fun wording. You so you don't like fun wording. I I like fun wording. Oh, I see. I see. Okay, this okay. one doesn't. And gotcha. Yeah, that's okay. that's why it's my number five. Oh, I see. I see. Okay, gotcha. Okay, cool. Very nice. Very nice. Um, I just had. Oh, there we go. Okay. Oh, yep. We're already back to number. Okay, so we're starting at number four now. <clears throat> My number four would be episode seven, The Force Awakens. Um, just because there's a, a lot of stuff introduced that like, I think we were all really excited to, to hear about. It starts off with a very good mystery. Luke Skywalker has vanished. That whole premise alone sets up the entire movie, which is great. Um, it's our first time hearing about the sinister First Order and what they would become. And I like that how it's like it has written, risen from the ashes of the Empire. Um, we're going to be getting a lot more of this in years to come, but there's the Imperial Remnant, so they're kind of doing their thing, and we kind of get to see, I'm, I mean, you know, we're still years away from this, how the Imperial Remnant turns into the First Order, and I'm really excited to hear about that, but we get that right there in that crawl, you know, however, like, nine years ago? My God, that's crazy. We heard about the First Order nine years ago. Yep. Yeah. Um... And uh, we also get to see the the band of uh, the Brave Resistance fighters is first introduced there. They're no longer called the Rebellion, guys. They're called the Resistance, which, hey, that's cool. Um, <clears throat> and uh, I like, I, I kind of mentioned as we were going through each one, I kind of like the ones that dropped you right into the action. And then this one definitely kind of just drops you right into the action. Leia sent her most daring pilot on a secret mission to Jakku, where an old ally has discovered a clue to Luke's whereabouts. And then, bam, we get... Poe in there, uh, re- meeting with uh, Laura Santeca. So that's pretty great. Um, Chris, what's your number four? All right. Uh, I'm going to go for number four. I'm going to say uh, episode <coughs> three. Uh, we're going to go Revenge of the Sith for number four. Uh, mostly because, in general, a lot of the prequel crawls, uh, I'm a little hard on them. There are a lot of, like, kind of info dumpy. Uh, but this one's probably the best of them. 
So I figured I should at least put one uh, prequel up in the up in the top five. Okay. So it'll be uh, it'll be this one. <laughs> uh, the the most uh, the most uh, action packed of them all. Yeah. I mean, it starts with exclamation point, which is pretty great. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> uh, you know, we got General Grievous, which is uh, introduced for the first time here, and uh, Duke still rattling around. Yeah. Yeah. No, this one's uh, this one's pretty good. Uh, it does have some cool. Th- it, although it has a weird phrase that I don't know if you caught it, where it's like. Talking about heroes on both sides. Yeah, it's a weird, it's a weird phrase because you're like kind of supposed to. I mean, you should root for the, you know, for the good guys, the Jedi's or whatever. Yeah, but then they're also saying, well, yeah, but there's good guys on their side too. Yeah, it's it's a weird, it's a weird phrase, especially since the movie doesn't really do any like the prequels don't do any kind of work trying to make you feel s- sympathy for the. Um, for the bad guys. For the separatists, yeah. For the separatists, yeah. yeah. There's, there's, I mean, there's a little bit, Amadal starts having doubts about the Republic, but not like, doesn't go full-blown separatist ever. Yeah. So it's kind of a, yeah, so it's a real weird, like, choice. Yeah, yeah. This de- is definitely something that would be interesting, not not that we would waste our time this way, but just ask George Lucas, like, what did you mean by there being heroes on both sides? Can you go a little bit more in depth? Yeah, I don't really want to go into the the political implications or where other we've where other times we've heard that phrasing you know <laughs> yeah, yeah in yeah. recent history we won't yeah. go there but yeah. sure it, but in that even in that like context it's, it's just it's an odd choice yeah 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 um i mean especially when lucas has built star wars to be very um binary there's good and there's bad yeah yeah he very he frequently dismisses the whole idea of like gray jedi right. and this and that and he's like no 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 that's not how this force thing works right and so like his whole thing with the you know with these stars movies like there are good guys and there are bad guys and it's very clear to tell who which ones are which yeah so to say because if like, you go this route you're gonna right. be so to bad. use the word heroes to talk about bad guys like the quote-unquote bad guys is interesting the only way that i could think that makes sense is like he's like saying that because the bad guys think of themselves as heroes that's like well, the yeah. only i mean that there's there are named characters on the quote-unquote bad side yeah so maybe that i mean heroes probably just means like named characters or like you know important people on that side yeah but it's just like yeah it's just an odd choice i hear you yeah um go ahead there kyle my number four for star wars title crawls is episode five the empire strikes back mm. the reason i put this at number four while this is you know a good crawl like I put for like I put for my number five episode two, just just it just doesn't have a ton of you know like fun words, like, um, the first sentence is it is a dark time for the rebellion. Like that doesn't really give me a lot of like excitement for this. Yeah, that's the opening there. Honest. I mean, <clears throat> I mean the rest of the crawl is very well written. It's very well composed. It's just it just doesn't give me a lot of excitement. Yeah, it doesn't say the dead speak. Exactly. Or it doesn't yell <laughs> war. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, that's it that's d- why it doesn't jump in your face. Exactly. Yeah. This is why episode 5 is my number 4. Yeah. Okay, very good. Hey, can I borrow that pen? Thank yes, you. you Thank you. All right. Uh my number 3. Oh boy. Oh yeah, okay. So I'm going to kind of make this a little brief cuz I'm just piggybacking off of Chris a little bit. My number 3 is going to be episode 3. Okay. Uh Revenge of the Sith. Uh, I love, yeah, I, and, and as what Kyle was saying, it just grabs you right at the very second you see it. It says, War. The Republic is crumbling under attacks from the ruthless Sith Lord Count Dooku. Um, which, by the way, I watched some of that Tells of the Jedi stuff to, earlier today just for funsies. Yeah. And that Yaddle, Yaddle slash Count Dooku episode, 
is like so so good. Yeah. Like I love it. So like I just that specific like, don't get me wrong, the rest of the Tales of the Jedi is great and has some great meditations on the Jedi and the Sith and all this stuff. But that episode specifically has like it like makes you cry, it makes yeah. you like sad, but it has amazing action and the score that they use in that thing is fantastic. Anyway. Yeah, it's a real it's a real banger as the kids say. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Didn't did I say that earlier? I think I did. I, yeah, I think you did. I think I did. I'm a kid, guys. Uh, I'm just kidding. Uh, no, yeah, but no. That, it just I love the things that, and there's a decent amount of them if you're willing to accept it. Where someone will get a piece of Star Wars and they'll think, eh, that was whatever. And then there's something released years, years later that make it enhanced that much more and add the feels to it. And I feel like that's exactly what that does. With Count Dooku. Because at the time, back in 2002 or 2005, you're like, oh, okay, Count Dooku, he's just a bad guy that got suckered in by Emperor Palpatine, blah, 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 whatever. But then when you see something like Tales of the Jedi, not to make this old Tales of the Jedi rant, but it kind of shows like how much he was kind of duped. Right. Like he was thinking, oh, I, we're going to do this and it's going to be good, right? We're doing the right thing, kind of. Well, right? I mean, and once again, I mean... Dave Filoni's whole purpose in life <laughs> is being the biggest, you know, episode prequel trilogy Prequelist. apologist. Yeah, you know, and this is more of it, where he's just like justifying all either the obnoxious or silly or frustrating things that Lucas put into the prequels. And Filoni's like, no, 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 this is cool. I'm gonna tell you why. Yeah, true. And then he does, and he's right every time. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um. But yeah, it's a it's a really good crawl. I really like it. Okay, uh, that was my number three. Chris, go ahead with your number three. All right, my number three is going to be. I'm gonna go Last Jedi on this one. Okay, Last Jedi is a it's 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 got a lot you're, going on. You're, you're going wordy. Yeah, I nice. think it, I think it deserves some kind of recognition for being the longest one. Uh, but also like there's a lot of cool stuff in here. I mean, you got some Snoke stuff, and you got some Leia stuff, and you got some Luke stuff. Yeah, it's uh you know. And it's got a real good ending where the uh, but the resistance has been exposed. The first order speeds towards their rebel base. The brave heroes mount a desperate escape. Like that's a real like kind of action, quick paced uh, ending there for it. Yeah, for sure. Um, yeah, I hear you. Um, cool. Uh, Kyle, go ahead with your number three. My number three is episode six. Oh wow. Episode six is my number three, because because uh, well you got a, you got quite a bit of uh, fun language, with you got a bunch of, you got a good amount of fun words, which I like, and uh, you get a couple of big name drops. You got Luke, Han Solo, Jabba, and um, this one is setting up that they're building the second Death Star, which is like a very pivotal moment in the Star Wars franchise. So yeah. You know, I I think this crawl does its job and does its job pretty well. Yeah, I think um, I have uh, the two others I have on my list are better, but this one is like the best of the rest, if you yeah. would say. Yeah, yeah, yeah for I, sure. That's why episode six is my number three. Yeah, it does uh, a pretty darn good job of just bridging the gap. I think probably this one is the strongest one just for being the glue yeah. between two movies. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, all right, we are on to my number two, and uh, you know, wouldn't you know it, the dead speak, baby. 
All right. Well, my, my number two is also going to be this one. Okay, so, so we'll just yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll tag team. Yeah, this we'll one. tag team this one. All right, cool. So it's just so good. Yeah, it is. <laughs> yeah. Um, it's written like I don't know, like some weird sci-fi book. That, yeah, no, like, it's written like the, like a sci-fi serial, like Star Wars is supposed to be. <laughs> yeah, it's, yeah, just, yeah, it's written. It's so it's pitch perfect. It's like. Yeah. yeah, it's a really good crawl. There's just yeah, I, 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 honestly, if the movie was better, I it might it might just wait into be like my number one. Yeah, but I got just I got fundamental problems with the movie, so it makes it hard to like let it be the top of anything. Yeah, like okay, and I know it's just a little word, but like it says, meanwhile, Supreme Leader Kylo Ren rages. Right, like. I know. When have we ever heard of a character in Star Wars rage? I mean, I'm, we they've done it for sure, right? But you, it's never mentioned like Darth Vader's losing his shit, sort of. Well, thing. although to be fair, Darth <coughs> Vader, we never really see him do that. Uh, and Kylo Ren is like the dark sider who really like taps into that like uh, like rage. Yeah, like he really gets rage, like you know, rageful. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But uh, they, I mean, they could have just been like Supreme Leader. Or Kylo Ren searches for this because of that. Right, the Phantom. They could have done that. Not to knock anything in the original trilogy, right. but that's how they would have worded that in the o- OT days. They just would have been like Supreme Leader Kylo Ren searches for a wayfinder. Right. Is will he find it? Who knows. Watch the movie. <laughs> right. Um, but yeah, that's yeah. It's just uh, yeah, really good one. Yeah, it's uh, it's yeah, it's strong. It's. It's got yeah, diabolical first order. It's like it's got like Ray, phrasing. the last hope of the Jedi, right? I mean, going into the, with the with the uh, Revenge of the Sith thing, it just makes it and, that much more desperate. And they they even like they even give you a, a subtle like nod to the Episode One when they call uh, the search for the Phantom Emperor. <coughs> yeah, yeah, Phantom Menace. Yep, yep, yep. Yeah, no, it's just it's oh, it's really good. It's yep. really good. I just and even like. Oh man, I don't want to get into it again, but like the Palpatine stuff come back didn't bother me except there was no like hint of it beforehand. So I mean, they yeah. tell you right there on the crawl. Maybe that's why. <laughs> I don't know. Somehow he's returned. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, uh, yeah. I guess I don't know. Uh, we're we're probably getting like a whole Disney Plus series movie just to explain that. I don't know. Yeah, probably sort of. I mean, I yeah. I don't. I don't. Uh, I, mean, I don't want to get into it, but like. I, I still believe that, like, rather than having the mysterious broadcast be in the crawl, that we should have heard it in episode eight. But that's, it would it would have been too creepy. Just kidding. I don't. No, know. I it probably would have been, been perfect because yeah. it would have like we we would have the credits rolled and we were like, "What? WTF? Like, what? The Emperor's back?" And like we would have had a whole three years or whatever, two years, or whatever to like like figure out how the Emperor came back. That you know that would have been pretty damn epic. Yeah. Cause Episode seven would have ended with a, le- a ray of hope with Luke right. being there, and, and then obviously that didn't pan right. out. And then, yeah, eight would end with the opposite, the inverse of that. Right. Oh yeah, that would have been pretty. Yeah, yeah. Damn I, I, think I, said, I, think, I feel like I said it before, or maybe we just I talked think, about it more. Mm, no, I think maybe one time you said it. I think and then it just we're, yeah, ends we're, with the, his cackle. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And then no, boom, directed by Ryan Johnson. Right. No, I agree. Would, it would have that cool same like little <laughs> teaser or like. Uh, like almost like a Marvel, uh, you know, post credit sequence that we had in Episode Seven. Yeah, where we had like Luke shows up, hands, you know, she holds up the lightsaber, and then credits. Do the same thing at the end of Episode Eight. We hear the Emperor's like broadcast because we never actually hear what the Emperor says. Yeah, I don't think. Because I think they, even in Nine, they just like are like, oh well, the Emperor. We should make a know. silly broadcast. 
Like just make it so right. Long. Yeah, feels, it feels like a ripe, ripe for a uh, robot chicken. Uh, you know. Yeah, robot chicken needs to get. They need to get busy because they've already done prequel stuff and sequel stuff. The sequel trilogy is ripe. Yeah, for a robot chicken. So here's my pitch for a robot chicken for episode nine. Uh, we do. We see the emperor uh, trying to record his message and just like uh, bloopering it. Yeah, or like he's like kind of like boomering it. Where he right. doesn't he doesn't know how the technology works. He's used to having like an apprentice right. or an assistant. But since he's on, oh, I guess he would have assistance on. Well, with, 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 with that with that the the Seth, uh, Seth MacFarlane is the emperor. I think in the Robot Chickens. Yeah, I think it's Seth, I think it's the Seth MacFarlane. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, yeah that 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 version of the emperor just like flubbing like the announcement, trying to get it right, and like. Like trying to give notes and like trying to get rewrites on it, oh. and then it cuts to like his like subway order in right. the middle of it. Right. He's like, "Oh no, that's not the right one." Right. <laughs> uh, or or the, his like computer locks up and he has to get it rebooted or whatever. Yeah. Like, <laughs> Can you get IT down here? This is this is terrible. Right. Yeah. All right, uh, Kyle. What's your number two, buddy? Oh boy, you guys put a lot of weight on my shoulders. Um, my number two is episode four, A New Hope. Nice. I chose episode four because, um, like I put for my other ones, it has a lot of, you know, good words. It has a lot of good words. And the last couple sentences are very good. Like, persuaded by the Empire's sinister agents, Princess Leia races home aboard her starship, custodian of her people and restorer of freedom to the galaxy. Yeah. And, you know, it's very iconic. It's When you think of Star Wars crawls, you probably think of episode four. Yeah, I'm actually going to piggyback with you, sir. Because uh, episode four is my number one. Oh, wow. So it'll be your number... Wait, this is your number two, right? Yes. I'm just going to kind of... We're going to blend both. Yeah. You're your number two, my number one. Mm-hmm. No? Also, also my number one. Also oh Chris's... God. Okay, cool. This will be interesting. They're very good. I like how it's like all our number ones. I mean, I mentioned except for it. Kyle. I mean, yeah, what? except for Kyle. Well, I have, I have a very good one. No, no, no. It's good. It's good. It's good. It's cool. We'll all just... We're, not, we're still on this one. Again, I mentioned it earlier in the show. This is the only one thus far. Who knows what the future holds for us? But it's inspired a whole other movie. And not only was that movie a good movie, it was a great movie that might not even exist because we did or didn't have this opening crawl. And and the fact, like you said, that it's the first movie in the franchise. We don't know what's going to happen. That lends a lot of mystery to it. Yeah. And the fact that it isn't very descriptive kind of helps in its in this case. Yeah. Because it's like the the crawl isn't spoiling the entire movie. So it's like, oh my gosh, I got to watch this to find out what happens. Yeah. yeah. And then there's three, there's two, three phrases, not phrases, three groupings of words just in the opening paragraph <clears throat> that sucker you in and get you ready. Rebel spaceships, hidden base, galactic empire. Like yep. those words alone right there, like you're in, you're buckled in, you got your popcorn, you are just ready to go. Um, like just with that alone, you're just, you know, ready for the ride of a lifetime. Right. Yeah. Um, and then not, we didn't even get to the second um, paragraph where, they, I mean, they mentioned just in bold Death Star. Right. Right. Like, I mean, come on. Death Star? I mean, you, you've got a, if you're the Empire and you have a weapon called the Death Star. That's I metal. I mean, yeah, that's yeah. metal AF. Yeah. And we're still in the 70s. Like, come on. Like, uh, I mean, like, we, what Galactic Empire wouldn't use Death Star in yeah. marketing? Like, imagine a marketing director like Death Star? Heck yeah. yeah I want to put that on a poster. And then 
what a juxtaposition of words right here. Pursued by the Empire's sinister agents, and then it goes to a princess named Leia? What? Like, why are there sinister agents and then a princess? Oh my god. Anyway, it's just a pretty damn good crawl. <laughs> yeah, uh, for me it was number one just because it set the standard. It's you know the it's the first, and so uh, I mean none of the other crawls exist without this one. So I feel like it it deserves a spot on top just because of being the the first. Yeah, yeah, and and just to go back to it one last time, it drops you into the movie. Custodian of the stolen plans that can save her people and restore freedom to the galaxy. Boom! Spaceship being chased. And, well, and they're on their way. And again, like it very clearly sets up who the good guys are, who the bad guys are, and what the good guys are trying to do. Yeah. Yeah. Sometimes you don't need uh, all the crazy things going on. You just need right. this, a simple story, which A New Hope, by and large, is, even though yes. it sets up a lot of complexity to come later on. Uh, all right. So uh, any other words on this number one? I know we still got to get to Kyle's number one. Yeah, uh, yeah. All right. You're good? I'm good. All right. I'm good, too. I feel good about this. Kyle, bring us home. Oh, boy. Um, no pressure. This might be a little controversial. Uh-oh. But Uh-oh. My, He's going to say something crazy. My number one <laughs> is fake drum roll here. Thank you. Episode Ooh. three. Ah, that's not bad. That's a good one. I mean, like. How, what more is there to say? Like that one made off, my number three. So yeah, I mean, like, yeah, my top three. I mean, I mean, so, like starts yeah. war, all caps exclamation. Point. And you nailed that war when you read it. Yeah. Off, so good job. Ooh, we're gonna break the mic. I'm Sorry. kidding. I'm kidding. But it's yeah, it's like you know, it's again the fun wording is uh, is abundant. The republic it, is crumbling. Exactly. Heroes on both sides. Evil is everywhere. The fiendish droid leader. Like, that's such a fun word. Yeah, yeah. But, you know, it's very well written. It, it while, while giving you backstory and, like, what to expect, it doesn't spoil anything. And it kind of, you know, it kind of drops you into the movie. Not a mm. lot, but it, like... It drops you pretty much into the... Yeah, yeah it, it's a good one. Yeah, it drops you into the movie pretty yeah. well. Yeah. Um, You know, we got, uh, got a couple name drops. You know, General Grievous... Uh, the droid army, the chancellor, Count Dooku. exactly. Count Dooku. I mean, it's 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 a, it's great. It's a great opening crawl. Yep, that's why episode three is my number one. Very good, very good. All right, guys. So, not that I should have told you I was going to do this. Not it doesn't really matter that much at all. But I was looking at my top five, and I have two from the prequels, two from the sequels, and only one original trilogy. But the one from the original trilogy is obviously the number one. Right. So that was just interesting to me. Um, I was just curious if it was going to be, like, flooded with, like, all three were going to be in one, you know, sort of thing. But, yeah. Well, when I was first thinking about this list uh, over this last week, I was really expecting not to have any of the prequels in my top five, to be honest. Yeah. Mostly because I just remember them being... Because everyone just kind of makes fun of the Phantom Menace one about being so like boring about <laughs> trade tariffs and like blockades and yeah. like, politics and stuff. And I remember them like kind of being that way. But then when we we're reading through them again tonight, I was like, oh no, yeah, no, no, episode three is a good one. Yeah, yeah, I agree. All right, guys, we uh, we haven't done an hour long episode in a minute, and this one uh, looks like it's going to be just about that. So yep. uh, we're going to let you guys go because uh, who knew that we were going to sp- the, the crawls were this uh, right cool and interesting. I mean, to be fair, we spent about I don't know, 10, 20 minutes of that just reading the crawls. 
No, nah, I wouldn't say it was that. It wasn't twenty minutes. I mean, I, I'm hyperbolizing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it's cool. We 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 all uh, we all got to experience it. Um, all right, Chris, what would you like to leave with the good people oh, this week? Man, every time if we do this every week, and every week I have like on the spot, I'm like come up with something out of nowhere. Uh, you don't have to. You know what's coming. Oh, I know. <laughs> I, um, uh. We watched some Bad Batch because Bad Batch is coming back oh, next week. Very good. Right? Yep. Yep. 21st. Yes. Next yep. week. Next Wednesday. A week from yesterday. Correct. Wednesday. Correct. Which rem- I wonder if they're going to be doing those uh, 9 p.m. drops that were pretty nice. Oh, or, I know. Or, yeah. Remember they were doing? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So you wouldn't have to stay up till midnight. Right. Yeah. Because it was like midnight East Coast time. Yeah. Yeah. That was kind of nice of them to do that. Yeah. But I wonder if we're going to be getting that. I don't know. We'll see. So, yeah, watch some Bad Batch. Very good, Chris. Uh, Kyle, do you want to leave us a uh, what would you like to leave with the good people sort um, of thing? Uh, I've, been, I've been watching this series. My mom introduced it to me. It's called uh, Abbott Elementary on Hulu. Oh, yeah, I've seen it a is, couple. It's pretty good. Um, you know, uh, A watch peek it. into the life of educators. Yes, exactly. Yeah. I mean, watch it if you want or don't. I don't care. <laughs> Very nice. Uh, and what I will leave you guys with is uh, watch some Tales of the Jedi. And uh, watch all six of them, all six, because we are going to be getting more later this year. Yep. And it, God, is just chef's kiss of lore and prequel goodness. Yep. And uh, I just love it a lot. Do you think we'll get some Tales of Jedi drop on a May 4th drop, you think? Oh. Like a surprise, just like, boom, more yeah. Tales of the Jedi. Oh, yeah, I hope so. That would be ideal. Are you talking about, whoa, are you talking about like a trailer or are you talking about they would drop the series? Series. Ooh. Ooh. I don't know. I'm going to say no. Okay. But only because I think we'll get it later on in the year. Because um, I think when the o- the OG orig- uh, tells the Jedi, uh, sorry, season one tells the Jedi dropped, it was around October of 2022. Um, I was listening to the episode earlier today. Yes, I'm a weirdo and I listen to my own podcast sometimes. Just because I, like like, I like to remember like, hey, do I still agree with what I thought back then? And for the most part, I do. Okay. So it was good. It was a weird one. Not a weird one. It was a good one. But we were at uh, Daryl's house and we were about to have a game night. Oh, yeah, that, yeah, I don't yeah, know if yeah. you remember doing that. Anyway. I do. Sorry. Random reminiscing. Okay. Um, yeah. Watch Tales of the Jedi. There you go. So we got Abbott Elementary, Bad Batch, Tales of the Jedi. Get on it, people. Thank you guys so much for listening. May the Force be with you. Have a good week. Bye-bye. Ah, 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 ah,